Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better, visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is the Dream Team series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and with an old mate today, and he is an old mate. We're celebrating his 40th birthday, Michael Gordon. Get out a cake, a heap of candles. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thanks, mate. I don't feel a day over 21. You look well. Do you feel well? <laughs> yeah, feel good. Yep. How's the body after so much punishment over the years? Uh, it's in pretty good shape at the yeah. moment. So, yeah, I um, was playing the last couple of years local league and that was sort of my body was telling me to, to give it away finally. So You battled a lot of niggly little injuries over your career. I think it was just the one serious one, was it? Uh, no, I had... 12, 11 surgeries by the end of my career. So, yeah, I've, and then had one post-footy. Post so, yeah. Uh, the body's copped a fair bit of punishment, a fair few solid ones too. So, Five clubs across your career. Does one game stand out, mate, as your favourite? One you just won't or, or don't ever want to forget? <laughs> um, I'd say it's hard to pick one, um, especially now being retired. feels like forever ago now, but um, – Obviously, getting to play Origin was amazing. Yeah. Um, I still have never watched the game back because we lost, of course. So, bloody, that was in the middle of Queensland's dominance. Yeah, what and a tough I think, period. I think that was the only – because I think they won, was it eight in a row? Yep. And then that was the only uh, – I played in game three of 2010 and that was the only year they clean swept in the whole series. So, yeah, nice piece of history for me there. You've and, never watched it back? No, no. And I – yeah, and I don't even think I played that bad. It was a typical game. I think we were up and then, you know, a couple of minutes ago we lose and typical Queensland yeah, always beat come. us at the death. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but then, you know, I remember <clears throat> like even at Penrith had a few cracking games out there just like that sort of stood out. But same at every club, like even the the um, the Anzac Day at the Roosters, that was oh, yeah. something I'd always watched on TV and just was like so envious because Anzac Day is like, that's the the best day of the year in my eyes. Like, Agreed. Yeah, and even my young fella, we've been doing the, the dawn service for the last 10 years. So, oh, terrific. Yeah, he loves it too. And, um, yeah, for me that was good because, yeah, I've got a good family history of military service and stuff like that, and I was always fascinated of, yeah, it was probably my favourite subject at school was modern history and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah. Do you think you'll ever watch that origin back, <laughs> a cleansing of the soul? I think, I, well, I don't know where you'd find it these days. I'm sure um, – what was the old data analysis? You used to be able to watch every game. I'm yeah. sure I could find it. So, yeah. But, again, I wouldn't be able to watch the end of it, you know, so. Okay, unannounced question because I some reason get a, a giggle out of throwing guys under the truck. <laughs> of your generation, if there was one player to get your vote as a future immortal, who would it be and why? 
well, my generation, I've played with about six that are probably going to be future immortals, yeah. you know, and yeah, maybe even more. So out of that one, you'd, <clears throat> you'd think obviously probably Lockyer would be the first and then, yeah. you know, JT, probably Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, mm. you know, there's that's a, there's a few that I, I was lucky mm. to play against for a long time. So, um, yeah, they'll, they'll all surely be immortals at one stage. So It's going to be really interesting because there's 12 or 13 immortals now over 115, 116 years, and I know we keep talking about so many good players of our generation, but if they keep following the same numbers, yep. there'll be one at best two of these guys. It means a whole lot of really oh, red-hot footballers out, are going to sure. miss out. And it's something that, um, you know, I think, you know, say the NFL or something do where they have got a Hall of Fame. Yep. You know, I think having something like that because you've got, you know, your Brad Fittlers, you've got so many – the best of the best that yeah. might not get immortal status, but they deserve, yeah, they've obviously got the recognition, but yep. it'd be good to say, you know, Hall of Famer Brad Fittler. Love so that. Something, something like that, you know. So if I was CEO for a day, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Dream team, easy or not? No. It's because I'm like, it's funny because I hardly watch any football and even when I was playing, like, I, I sort of, and especially the last few years with the, the rule changes and all that sort yep. of stuff, like, the year I retired, I was coaching um, at the Titans and, you know, the six again rule come in and then, yeah. you know, the, even the – I do watch it but not – I barely watch a full game. Obviously, Origin, I'm yep. glued to the TV and finals and all that, but I generally just flick over, check the score. If it's a good game, I might watch a bit yeah. sort of thing. But then just some of these rule interpretations of hip drops and just some of the stuff I watch, I'm just like – Right. Head scratching. As a fan, I, I yeah. understand why the fans just lose their shit because you mm. watch it and you're like, "How is that a penalty? Or how is that not a try? Or you know?" And you're mm. forever you're doing that ten times a game. So yeah. it's just like it's one of them things. Because when I was a kid, and I find it, I don't know if it's just a age thing, but like young fellas these days, they don't, they're not like obsessed with footy. Like you know, yeah, my, like we were. Yeah, I grew up. I had the Winfield Cup. VHS, I think it was 25 highlights each VHS. There was like 10 of them. I used to just watch them religiously. Mm. So late 80s, early 90s, I was just like frothed everything. Yeah. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. Okay, mate, let's start the dream team and... I'll guide you through. Uh, fullback, who would you throw in? Oh, see, I'm going to go on again, probably back to that early 90s era. I'm going to throw in uh, good old Tim Brasher. What a footballer he was. Yep. And first of the real young blokes. Yeah. To, to sort of make his name. Him and Brad Fittler came in around. Yeah. Again, the same yeah, time. he was a. Um, you know, obviously when I was watching him a lot, he was a Balmain, but then, you know, the stuff he did for New South Wales and Australia yeah. and everything, so he was just a, a weapon, yeah. Yeah, very underrated fullback. Okay, uh, your wingers. I'm going to go one old school, um, and again, one of my famous, well, best memories of watching Origin, Michael O'Connor, kick from the sideline, pouring down rain, Sydney Football Stadium, you know, yeah. Again, just like that's just a bit of the old school in me. Just not that I'm obsessed with it, but May 29, 19, <laughs> 1991, that was. It was eight fifty seven p.m. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. We uh, we had Michael on the Legend series a couple of years ago. He only lives around the corner from me, and uh, we spoke about it. And all these years later, 
Oh, have mate. It, the smile still appears. I get goosebumps just thinking about yeah. it, you know. I could only imagine. Like, that's the goal kicker's dream, that, yeah. that scenario. Origin, you know, to win the game, sideline. Have you ever Pissing. kicked one of the old leather balls? Oh, when I was a kid, and I think I nearly broke my foot. So, yeah. yeah. Imagine the weight of that ball. Uh, and on, you know, they were using sand back in the days. Yeah, too. that's right. Standing them upright. That's, that's how I started kicking sand, standing the ball upright. And uh, <laughs> now you're not allowed to put sand anywhere near the field. No, so. good God. No, the greenskeepers <laughs> would kill you, the groundsmen. Uh, who's on the other wing? Oh, yeah. So this is probably the tough one. Um, so Michael O'Connor, I might go, you know, probably prime like Wendell Saylor. Yeah. Big Dell, you know, he's just a – and the character as well. You yes. Know, he's, but, geez, he was a good footballer, you know. He was – Good footballer and big, fast man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, yeah, your prototype of what you want as a modern-day winger. Like yeah. just basically a front rower on the wing that can run 100 metres in 10 seconds. Hasn't it changed the winger? Mate, I was a winger back in the day and yeah. I like, <laughs> The, the small little 85-kilo bloke yeah. is, uh, no, nah, you can't have him on the wing anymore. So Who was your nightmare? Who was who was the one guy that when you were coming up against, you knew it was just going to be a real tough night? Uh, generally, every time we played the Warriors, I was always marking Manu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, all right, aim for his ankles, and then I look at his <laughs> legs, and I'm like, they're as big as his thighs, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was always interesting. So Terrific. What about your centres, mate? Uh, yeah, so I'll probably, unfortunately, go a Queensland combo. One, one, obviously, one of the greater mortals, Mal Meninga. Yep. You know, prime Mal, right centre, big arm guard, just devastating. And then exactly probably his sort of modern-day version of Mal, um, GI. You yeah. Know, so you got your right and left combo there. So. A couple of Queenslanders in there, a couple of big men as Hank the Labrador runs around <laughs> the lounge room here at the Gordon Residence. Uh, and we're mates at the moment, me and Hank, after a frosty start. Uh, your halves? Um, can't go past Joey. Yeah, yep. just, yeah, obviously you can't really say enough about him and yeah. Yeah, watching him. And it was like obviously he changed the way the game was played, but just he was so bloody tough in defence and, yep. yeah, he was just the, the complete footballer, you know, so, yeah. Okay, so Joey at halfback, who's your 5'8"? Yeah, again, another tough one. It's like... Like some of the blokes I played against, like, you know, Thurston, Lockyer, yeah. those sort of blokes. And then I go like the old school, like maybe Laurie Daly, you know, Laurie Daly, that sort of 90s dream team, green machine, you know, yeah. they, were, um, they were unbelievable, yeah. I did my dream team when I first started the series. I thought if I'm going to ask blokes to leave their mates out and, and make the decision, I've got to come up with mine first. And I had Wally Lewis at 5'8", but I had – Brett Kenny and Laurie Daly in the centres. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I honestly still think, and I, I name him as my number one, Laurie Daly's the best I've seen, Brett yep. Kenny's the second best. Yep. But I had him in the centres because you, oh, no, I, I needed the king. Because that was, yeah, the first, first people I thought of was, yeah, that's that Parramatta, you know, era yeah. as well. And then even fullback, you know, Wombat and, um, you know, the, that, that 80s sort of para Bulldogs, um, Manly were oh. just yeah, unbelievable sort of Terrific. Thing. Yeah. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. 
Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better, visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered. The Dream Team series continues. We've got the Flash Michael Gordon with us, his back line. Timmy Brasher, Michael O'Connor, Mal Meninga, Greg Inglis, Wendell Saylor, Laurie Daly and Andrew Johns. Oh, we have got some points here. Let's go into the middle. Who have you got at lock, mate? Well, again, I'll probably stick to the nostalgic 90s, uh, old Bradley Clyde. Something special. Yeah. He was just, um, yeah, he was probably the the one that modernised the way the forwards played. Yeah. You know, just like the work ethic and ball playing and all that sort of thing, you know, and, and obviously got through a, a mountain of work and did all the tough stuff as well, so, yeah. I don't know if you're like me and my mates, but when me and my mates get a couple of beers into us and we start with the theories, <laughs> we can conquer it. absolutely anything. We're having a discussion recently about which players from yesteryear would really kill it in the modern game, yep. and we just kept coming back to Bradley Clyde each yep. and every time. yeah. He obviously just had that that work ethic in the engine yeah. and, uh, yeah, because I think that's the, the big thing, you know, and I'm sure they would have been the same if they were professional back then. Yep. Well, they were, but not to the extent it is now, like yeah. the full-time train and the, you know, the fitness and physiques of mm. blokes these days and, you know, back then they were all working class, blue collar, just hard men, you know. So. Very hard men. Yep. Okay, mate, let's move into the second row. Who you got? Oh, yeah, jeez, yeah. You're killing me here. Um, <laughs> I might have to go. Uh, I'm going to go the axe for one of them, Trevor Gilmeister. Yeah. Um, again, just yeah. I suppose his name says it all. So yep. yeah, <laughs> just yeah, a, a machine and just that that tackle tech and just fold blokes in half, left, right, and centre. When you're a footy nerd, which I am, but you you see a guy like Trevor Gilmeister and you're probably underwhelmed by his size because there's not a whole lot of him. But that tackle technique, oh, just, as a kid watching that, you're yeah. like, wow. Yeah, him and uh, I used to love uh, watching Cement Gillespie as well, yeah. you know. <laughs> they just, yeah, just seemed to flog blokes, you know, just with, with good technique, mm. you know. Like, and obviously they could whack, but, yeah, just it was the technique more than anything, so. There's a reason neither of those guys ever made 48 tackles a game as well. <laughs> when they hit you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they stayed hit, so. Stayed hit and they – enough – so that uh, you'd look up at the defensive line and avoid them next time. Yep. Okay, who's in the second row with the axe? Yeah. Oh, now I'm just sort of – I've just got so many names circulating in the head. It's um, oh, it's a hard one. I'm trying to think of, you know, I was thinking sort of Brad McKay, but he's more lock, yep. you know. Um, even that sort of 90s St. George team had some cracking players. Yeah, didn't um, it? Yeah, Penrith, yeah, with John Cartwright, that sort of sort of career. Even now, uh, actually, even big Paul Searin, and he played mainly back row in yeah. his day. So he'd be, a, yeah. Obviously, you've got one that's six foot six and one that's five foot six. So yeah. it's an odd combo, but Paul Buttocks Searin and the smallest shorts, biggest ass in rugby league. <laughs> Hello, mate. Uh, let's go to the props. Who have you got in eight and ten? 
Uh, well, I got to go with one of the toughest and greatest blokes I ever got to play with, with Petro. Yep. Yeah, he was, you know, he could play in any era and he'd still be amazing, so. You had a couple of years with him at Penrith? Yeah, yeah. I think we had four or five years yeah. together, so. And just, yeah, the nicest bloke in the world, just absolute best bloke you'll ever meet, so. How can you be that big, that scary, <laughs> that tough, but that nice? Yeah, I, that's uh, that, the Fiji vibes, I think. But, yeah. uh, you know, blokes that would would try and swing an arm him and break their arms on him because he's just built like rock, you know. Yeah, like, he yeah. certainly is. Okay, who's on the other side of the scrum with him? Again, I'll probably go a bit old school and, uh, yeah, the the modern day, oh, and the, the you know, class is the, the best front row back in the day, Glenn Lazarus. Yeah. Pretty hard to go against Lazarus. and it's pretty easy to mount a challenge why he should be in most. His record is just. Oh, across so many clubs yeah, and for so level. long and, you know, rep. Yeah, just everything. He was, yeah, a machine. So, what a front row that is, Petro and Glenn. Who's your hooker? This is probably one of the hardest of all of them, yeah. you know, because you, you'd go, well, we'd put probably one of the greatest players to ever play, Cameron Smith, in yep. there. And then I'm like, oh, do I sort of yeah, mix it up and go a bit old school? You know, Benny Elias or, or Steve Walters yeah. or any of them, and all just great players in their day. But I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Cameron Smith because, yeah, you can't leave him out. Tim Brasher, Michael O'Connor, Mel Meninga, Greg Inglis, Wendell Saylor, Laurie Daly, Andrew Johns, the forward pack, Petro Sivanasiva, Cameron Smith, Glenn Lazarus, Paul Sirenen, Trevor Gilmeister and Bradley Clyde. Been a pleasure, mate. A cracking side. Thanks for stopping in on Unfiltered. Thank you. That's it for another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is what our off-season looks like because the footy talk, it never stops. Early in the week, we release a podcast titled Debut Day, speaking to current and former players about the first time they stepped foot onto an NRL field. Midweek, it's the Best Of podcast. Interview highlights with some of the biggest names the game has ever seen. We've got immortals, blokes that should be immortals, test captains, origin superstars, premiership winners, and a whole lot more. These are the best footy stories you will ever hear. Weekends, our Dream Team series continues. We love it, we know you do too, so we get to continue the arguments over who is the best 13 ever. This is the only footy podcast that talks with the superstars and not about them every single episode. Three episodes weekly, all off-season. Make sure you come back soon, legends.